Boys, if aliens were about to destroy Earth, their fingers on the button, what song would you play to get them to change their mind? Oh. Wow. They're getting ready to shut it down. It's on you. They're getting ready to destroy Earth, and you have to play the song that makes them say, all right. We'll leave you guys alone down there. I would probably say, guys, I think it would be better if you, if you didn't do that. And, and I wish you would feel like I do. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> and I no would, way. If they hear that, they're putting us out of our misery. They're like, these people deserve this. <laughs> and I would, I would hit play on that sweet, sweet Vin Diesel, baby. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes, Vin Diesel. I like that, it. That or Jay Sean, one or the other. Yeah. The sky is falling down. Oh. Well, well, if you use that, they might think we're mocking them. So <laughs> right. that's fair. Don't want to make All them right. mad. We'll just go Vin Diesel then. Good, good, good call. Oh boy. I'm I'm I think I'm gonna go with lean on major laser. You know, I think they would, yeah, they'd be they'd be down for some of this. They'd be into it. They'd be like, hey, these people are dead. These people are just here to party. You know what? That's that's fine. Well, we'll take our business somewhere else. You guys mean no harm. We're all good here. Uh, all I could think of, first thing I thought was uh, Soldier Boy. The Soldier Boy <laughs> dance. That's all I could think of was just like, if there's any song that brings people together, it's that song. Everyone tries to do the dance. Everyone at least knows the you part. And then you yeah. see people like, you know, yeah. trip over their legs and all that. And I feel like they would feel for us and they would be like, you know what? They, they brought us soldier boy. So we're going to leave them alone. No, I got it now. I, I know which one it is. That's a great pick. It's Will Smith, men in black. They've seen that movie. <laughs> They're done. They're like, no, 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 nope, nope. Don't want any part of that. Men in Black, like Will Smith. <laughs> well, let us know uh, at Brunch Breakdown on uh, all the social medias. What song would you play to make aliens stop from destroying the Earth? This was an eclectic mix of songs. Amazing. Not Alien Ant Farm. Don't pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll like that. <laughs> what on Earth made you want to answer that or ask that question? Dude, I, I don't know, man. Watching Die Hard, which we'll get to here in a second, made me think of a lot of different things. <laughs> that is an incredible question out of nowhere. I will say that. And I, all I could think of was like, man, you know, if they just like played some music for those Russians, I think, in Die Hard, maybe <laughs> they would have chilled out for a second. You know, mm-hmm. Had kept the Christmas party going. Change the mood a little bit. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Always it's possible. Fair. Worth a shot. Yeah, I got to do something. (laughs) What's up? Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And we have a lot to get to today because we are doing something for the first time. We don't even have a name for it, but we are uh, talking about a movie we never seen that everybody has seen, which is Die Hard. So we're going to be talking all about (laughs) Die Hard, watching that 1988 movie in 2021 it's going to be very interesting. So we're going to talk Die Hard. We got a new episode of Brunch Court. Uh, we'll talk all the little Nas X controversy into what we're listening to. Because 
it's crazy as the little Nas X stuff is the song is like really good and no one's talking about the song (laughs) (laughs) so we'll talk about that and uh, let's get it all started though with our favorite segment well which is not my favorite segment right now brews day but I hope you guys are drinking because I I am not Chris get us started it's brews day he's still in the bullpen for brews day that's okay still on the bench I uh, I am about to embark on a very interesting chapter in Bruise Day history, gentlemen. Um, and it's one where I'm going to need some of your assistance. Uh, and that assistance starts today. I am doing a, a, a mini cut here, a mini diet, right? So I'm looking to conserve my calories every day. I As you why. know, when we do Bruise Day, we often are drinking craft brews, which tend to be pretty darn high in calories. Um, I think Dan drank a cheesecake two weeks ago. Like, you know, there's a decent amount of calories in uh, those craft brews. So I'm I'm steering in the other direction. And I thought, what better opportunity uh, than now for for me and, and by association us to take a look at those beers that are out there marketed as the healthy or the fit beers that you're supposed to drink. Um, So for the next five to six weeks, I am going to be tackling and taste testing some of the low calorie beers. Now, where you come in is I need, Dan and Dee Dee, your help at identifying those low calorie beers that I need to drink. I will tell you that the first one I am having um, is the Yingling Flight. Oh, okay. 95 calories. It says 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. Um, I, I, wa- I want to say that I think it is awful. Not this beer. I think it, it is awful and irresponsible <laughs> that these uh, brewing companies advertise their beers as like the thing you should drink after you work out. I totally do not support that. Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra. They're all about that life. Yeah. <laughs> I lost I lost a lot of respect for Jimmy Fallon and John Cena when they started doing Michelob Ultra. Okay. <laughs> um, so I want to get that out there, make that clear. Um, but I thought now's the time to tackle those beers. And I need your thoughts on what are the other, so at least five more. I need at least five more that fit that marketed as the best low calorie option for beer that you can drink. Your thoughts. Oh, I'm on it. I will, I will help you out with that. I can't think of any right now off the top of my head, but I am on that. I think Michelob Ultra is a clear, is a yeah. clear item on the list. Yeah. Do they still make Bud Light Platinum? Is that still a thing? I know that's a pretty low calorie one too. If they still have that around, that's a considerable option. Um, okay. But this is a good time for this just because like, this is when all the ads ramp up for that kind of thing. Cause all anyone wants to do is drink right now and people want to act like they're drinking healthy. So yeah, I got it. Well, what about, and I'm, I'm glad you're sticking to beer, Chris, because if you started talking seltzers, we were going to really have a real problem here. But I, so I just want to go to you on that. Are you, are you down with that game? If you are, don't bring it here. But I just want to, you know, for the light, the lower calorie sake, I think that's kind of the jam, right? For summer is all these hard seltzers and things like that are low calorie. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah, I don't want to go that route. 
I don't want to go that route because okay. that, that's obvious. And that's like a totally, in my opinion, a totally different genre. Right. If, yes. if that's a, a word to exactly. use. So <clears throat> when I just Google best low calorie beers, there's Michelob Ultra Pure Gold and oh. Michelob Ultra. So apparently they've gotten even lower calorie with one of their options. Uh, Corona Premier was one that I was thinking of because they've been mm-hmm. pushing that pretty heavily. Um, unfortunately, Natty Light is on this list. Um, there's some Lagunitas on this list. So I think that's where I need your guys' help. We need to identify what those beers are going to be. Obviously, Yingling Flight is the first. Um, Michelob Ultra will probably be the second. And then beyond that, we need to figure out what beers I'm, I'm going to be tasting here. All right. I'm all for I'm- it. Yeah, I'm down to help. I'll, I'll fully admit I don't live in that house. And I don't want to live in that house. Uh, I'm sure one day I'll have to. Uh, I was hoping to help you out with some craft uh, gozas or some shandies. The Fruit Rush series from Hitchhiker is phenomenal, uh, but probably not in the single digit category of <laughs> calories. Uh, you know, but a lot less than a, a liquefied cheesecake, if you will. So <laughs> I'll try uh, to dig a little bit deeper and help you out there. Support the cause. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, as for the Yingling flight, it tastes, yeah, tell me, how is that? I feel like that's probably going to be one of the better options that you're able to find. It's a nice, I mean, that's a nice bottle. I didn't know Yingling have, was diversifying. Like Cause that. they had a, they have a lighter beer, right? That's not as light as the flight. I forget what they call it. Um, cause I think it's still a lager. Oh, isn't there like a gold or something? Maybe that's it the Yingling gold where it's supposed yeah. to be lighter than a regular. So this is even a step below that kind of how yeah. Corona premier is a step below Corona light. Correct. So Correct. Yeah. tell us about this one. I'm, I'm curious. It, it's fine. It, it's um like you can <laughs> feel like that's going to be pretty common in the next five to six weeks. It's going to be like, all right. And here's it's fine with Chris. <laughs> yeah. None of these are going to like blow, blow me away. I, 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 I'll be shocked if one of them is like, Hey, wow, this is actually good. Um, this tastes like it has like 10% the flavor of an actual yingling, which is a beer that I, I quite enjoy. Uh, so you get that hint of a yingling lager, uh, but it's clearly dialed back quite a bit, which is to be expected. I mean, if you're cutting out that many carbs, you're going to lose some flavor. That's just by association. Yeah. It's going to happen. Hmm. So, okay. Interesting. That's where we are. All right. Well, since my bruise day is, you know, it's tea again. It was more fun to say last week. It's not fun to say this week. It's tea again. I'm on way too many medications after back surgery. But Chris, one thing I will say about the seltzer thing, because there's so many, you could find the one, you could maybe compare the two. You could do this. I mean, maybe you could do this on your own. Maybe I'm just like making an idea for your own because like there's so many, you could find which one is the healthiest because no one's going to know. It's like truly white claw, like Corona's got them now. Everybody, like literally everybody who makes a drink has them now. So it's don't true. Forget yeah. About them. Doesn't even like, um, like Budweiser has, it's like Bud Light, some type of, I think I saw like a Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, they have a ton of them. Yeah. They, yeah. Like all the, every single brand has one coming. Well, if there are John no Taffer from bar rescue, he yeah. has his own seltzer. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Taff man. <laughs> uh, also, there are local craft breweries getting to that same game, Chris. Uh, Grist House, local to Pittsburgh. Apparently, their seltzer is unbelievable because it was so, it was selling out like crazy last year. So I imagine they're gonna 
uh, bring that back into production. Abjuration does an amazing job and I don't even like seltzers and I think they do an amazing job. So maybe there's a, a couple that you can swing by and pick some of those up as to, to, to maybe get a little bit more of a craft experience, but still, you know, lighter calories of a seltzer. We'll see. I, I, Let's, you got a long summer. You got a long way to go. You got a long time. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's see what we can come up with with the beers first, and then if there yeah. aren't enough quality candidates, maybe I'll entertain the seltzer. I like it. Cool. I like it. Well, Dan, what are you sipping on, sir? Well, I'm glad I for the nothing. yeah second week in a row. I'm the only one drinking a, a real beer. Uh, no offense <laughs> to your method, Chris. I don't blame you there. At least you've got a beer in your hand. Uh, you don't really have a choice. Uh, but here's a brewery again. I'm, I've been on a kick where I'm trying to get some breweries that I haven't featured on Brewers Day yet. Another local Pittsburgh brewery, Four Points. Uh, they just opened up a second location closer to where uh, Chris and I live. So it's going to be more exciting to be able to get into their tap room. Uh, but this is their double biotics sour series um it's a nine percent so certainly a double and that was a little surprising even though i knew it was a double uh but this is the mango pineapple double biotics you've got a nice little label on here and it is it might as well be called a smoothie i've had smoothie sours on here before this is a smoothie this is this is drinking liquefied yogurt it's that thick <laughs> this is gonna take me a while to finish this beer there is a ridiculous amount of mango in this um, I would like to get a little bit more pineapple, but it's, you know, I love me some sours kind of getting away from those stouts now. And I, I wanted to, you know, four points is known for some really good sours and finally was able to get actually friend of the program, friend of all of ours, Tyler hooked me up with this beer in particular. So shouts to him and thanks again to the, uh, for the delivery. Uh, but the double biotics mango pineapple from four points, love this brewery. Love their can art. Uh, excited to be able to try the new tap room and going to need some help, maybe a straw to finish this smoothie one down here, boys. <laughs> <She's there. laughs> I will say any, any beer that has mango and pineapple and that has both, like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much all in. It's a beautiful you can't, thing. I, yeah. I don't know why it is. It's just that they just taste the best. They do. They do. And it's, you know, Obviously, weather getting warmer and all those feels it it feels good. Even on a we got a gloomy day here today, but inside, oh, she's tasty. She's tasty and she's warm. <laughs> and that's what he said. All right, and that's another T-shirt. Dan dot merch. Yeah. <laughs> good God. Uh, well, Dan, after you did that, please tell people where they can find the brunch breakdown. Of course. Why wouldn't you want more of this? You can find the brunch <laughs> breakdown anywhere. <laughs> You listen to podcasts, that's including all the popular uh, mediums, and that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or we're now on our iHeart Radio or our Heart Radio, either one. Our heart is your heart. Uh, we love you all. So <laughs> that nine percent's kicking in already. It's kicking already. I had a sip before we came on, and a sip right there, and here we go. Oh my like I god! I said, gonna need some help. Gonna need some help. Uh, <laughs> find us everywhere there, and find us everywhere uh, on social media at Brunch Breakdown. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, everywhere now, and of course the full video episodes available the same day the audio gets released. Uh, those available on our YouTube and our Facebook page uh, premiering around noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand whenever you need those as well. So follow us there. We follow you back. We'll see you there. I love it. I love it. We are just everywhere. There's somewhere we're not. Like, tell us to – we'll go there. We'll, Dare we'll, us. We'll, we'll get on Dare there. Dare us to I'm, not go there because we will. Yeah. 
the more places it's all different experiences on them. I, I, I love them. So, yeah. well, boys, let's uh, get random topics off our chest. And Chris, you're going first because you have something that me and Dan are dying to have. And I think you're going to tell people about it. I got a shot in the arm, boys. <laughs> I got a shot in the arm. And um, yeah, I, I literally just got back from getting vaccinated. Um, we we, we had to push this at any moment here. You could just start to feel woozy in your so, house. Yeah, we'll see. If, yeah, you just you're not, huh, you just fade out of the picture. <laughs> if there's a reason to watch our YouTube channel, you might see Chris instantly fade out at some yeah. point during this episode. If, if, if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet and you want to see what the after effects are like, it's happening in real time right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so I want to talk about this experience because I got I to gotta tell you, boys, um, over the past week, I, for the first time, really started to develop a little bit of anxiety and like feeling down about this whole vaccine situation. Um, Unfortunately, so it's so different from state to state, but like in Pennsylvania, the process is behind. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, (laughs) Basically, the states, every state around the state of Pennsylvania, people our age can just schedule an appointment and get one. Um, But for whatever reason in Pennsylvania, that has not been possible. And they announced today that will start being possible April 19th. So still several weeks away, which is um, frustrating. And there was this moment last weekend, I drove by Helicon Brewing. It's a a brewery down the hill from me here in Oakmont or uh, Oakdale, excuse me, Oakdale. And they have a nice like outdoor area with grass, uh, like just like an open lawn and you can go there, get beer and just set up a shop kind of like your own little mini tailgate. Um, Drove by there over the weekend, going to run some errands just so happened that like 500 people were at Helicon. (laughs) Like what? It was unbelievable. It looked like Sunday before a Steeler game at Helicon <laughs> Brewing. It was oh, insane, man. And so I started to get just like kind of upset because like I, I've said this a number of times on this podcast. I don't want to be that guy to tell other people what to do. And I, I'm not going to do that. But like seeing that made me really nervous <laughs> because like some of those people maybe had been vaccinated, but obviously not all of them had been. And there were like little kids running around. Now I'm a dad. I think about that type of stuff. Like I just didn't like the scene. And it made me think about like how it's been so, uh, we've been waiting so long to get the vaccine. Um, things were good. And now they're like kind of starting to get shitty again. It's not looking great. Um, it's just like all was kind of bubbling up. And then you hear that like people are scheduling appointments at multiple places and then not showing up at some of their appointments. So the dose that was intended for them just doesn't get used. And then there are these places that are just like having to throw out doses unless some people come up, show up and you can, you can get it. And so it's just like all these things happening. Right. And it started to really get to me. Um, Luckily enough though, we were able to like get a tip on a place in Ohio. So we drove to Ohio today, got the vaccine. That was great. But then like when we got there, (laughs) the people there that were working it were like pissed that there were so many people. And I want to be like, that's the point. That is the point of all of this. They're like, yeah, well, they talked about it on the news and now we've been so busy today. 
350 million people have to get this damn thing. Like, come on, people. I don't know. I just feel like this whole system and situation is awful and it's broken and like it hasn't been rolled out the right way. I'm not here to talk policy with you guys. I think we all know that while we are critical of policymakers, we're also not the people to try and do that. So um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even really have a point to this other than like this whole situation is unfortunate, I think, is, is what, I, what I land on. And um, I hope more people take advantage of it. And like, as it is now, wherever you are, like if you're in Pennsylvania, like you got to like know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody or like be on the right social media platform at the right time when somebody shares information about where you can go. It's crazy. I just feel like it shouldn't be like this. You know what I mean? Like it should, it it shouldn't be like, you got to know a guy to get a vaccine during a pandemic. That just seems backwards to me. It is. Yeah. And you're right. The, it's really frustrating to be in Pennsylvania when every state around you is like, Hey, we're free. We're open, open for business. Come on in. And we're like, wait a minute, we're the Keystone state. Y'all some bitches wouldn't be standing if it wasn't for us or something like that. Isn't that how it works? Like, come on. Um, you know, we try to be supportive of all the restrictions and things and be like, okay, well, everybody's doing the right thing in Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, states in the South are just wide open doors, open masks off, whatever. And we're like, no, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer here. We're like, no, we should be first. We were, we followed the rules. We should be first. This is a fair, um, but that's good. That's good for you. You're right. It is just like this exclusive club and people you got to know. Uh, you hear there's a bunch of people that haven't gotten it yet that need to, but then like Joe Schmo just walked into a, a giant Eagle late at night and they're like, yeah, we got a couple extra. Come on in. It's like, wait a minute. Something's broken here. It is. It's weird. It's messed up, but hopefully we can all get on that, uh, get on that same train soon. Yeah. I, I think my, my end thought is like, like early on, we were, we were very serious about like, we don't want to jump line in front of somebody who actually needs it. But at this point, if when you have California an opportunity and yeah, when, Californ- it, when California and New York have opened it up before us, we're like, okay. That, and everybody has <laughs> stayed around us. You're, yeah. I, I can yeah. see where you were going there with that. Like, Maybe I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I don't feel so bad anymore. I don't. I don't. No, when you hear when you start to hear more stories about places throwing away vaccines, yeah. You're just like, yeah, I don't feel bad anymore. Yeah. Like you had your window, like now everyone needs to get in. But I don't understand why PA screwed this up so bad. And I was trying to explain that to my wife earlier today when I was telling the, I was like, Oh yeah, Chris is going to Ohio. He's got to go to Ohio to get the vaccine because like whatever. But you're not the only person I've seen say that from home. I've seen so many people say, hey, an hour and a half and blah, blah, blah. Like some places were in Pennsylvania, some places were in West Virginia, some places were in Ohio and stuff all around. And it's like people were like, yeah, if you just drive like two hours, like you can go to Walgreens and get it. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Yeah. People were telling me like you if you just show up at a CVS in Ohio, you can probably get a shot. I was like, okay, well, that was option number one. The place we went to was like it wasn't it wasn't like a Rite Aid or anything like that, but the people there, uh, one guy had a slippery rock hoodie on, uh, two other kids were wearing Carlo college attire. (laughs) I was wearing university of Pittsburgh stuff. There was somebody there in a Pittsburgh Steelers mask. Like Pennsylvanians are flooding other States to get this thing right now because it's just so screwed up. Like it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's dumb. Yeah. And this is the point where you're lucky that Pittsburgh is, you know, where it is because you're surrounded by the people in other, in like other parts of Pennsylvania that are just 
screwed. Yeah. You know, where they can't, they're like, I can't drive five hours to go get the vaccine. But like, you're Mm -hmm. like, I can cross the line here. I can cross the line there. So like, you're lucky in that, but man, it is, it's, it's, I just don't understand. And I, you know, like you said with policy, like I can't begin to explain how any of this stuff works, but it just doesn't seem like this was the way it should have gone. No, (laughs) not at all. God, Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, well, gentlemen, we're releasing this episode on Thursday again, and we apologize for screwing some people's schedules up. We'll have more on that later at another time. However, it's not just any Thursday. It's Thursday, April 1st. And as a PSA, I want to tell all the mature adults listening to this podcast, don't do April Fool's jokes and pranks. You're way past that. We're all way past that. I'm way past that. Uh, it's just we get enough trolling and fake Twitter accounts and posting prank tweets and things like that throughout the year. There's other ways that we're getting pranked. Um, like people have been getting relating to what you were saying there, Chris, with, with COVID and stuff like that, like people are getting false positives. Like that's enough of an April fool's prank to scar you for the rest of your life, even though it really isn't a prank. It's just rather unfortunate. Um, this isn't the time. This isn't the year. Um, if you think, April fools is like a cool thing to do as an adult. Like then you're the same weirdos that wake up at six o'clock in the morning, uh, early February and believe that a groundhog can tell the future in terms of weather uh, eight weeks ago. Um, so again, I'm just advocating people to not do April fools. Like when's the appropriate age to stop doing April fools jokes, like 24, 23. I don't know that I've ever even really done them good for you yeah i don't know if i've ever really done them either like i remember my like my parents would like mess with us when we were like kids that way but like i don't i you know and i probably will do that when my kids are like old enough to understand april fools because right. i remember walking downstairs one day and my dad was like michael jordan retired and this is like 1998 <laughs> it's like middle of the season he just he said he's done and i was like no because I knew he did it before. So I was like, why wouldn't he just, <laughs> right. you know, go, you know. He's like, right. yeah, he said he just doesn't care about championships. And he said he's just ending the season. And I, like, my dad let this go on for like a solid like hour. Think about how the world has changed. Because I can Ooh. literally go on my phone and be like, okay, dad. <laughs> you know? But like back then, it's like, I got to wait for the next Sports Illustrated to come in the mail. I got <laughs> to wait for Sports Center to stop playing World's Strongest Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It was, it was easier to do back then and do it yeah. with kids. And I, I think that's, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. I, I should say adult on adult April fools <laughs> crimes. Like I, I should never like be walking into the office whenever that happens again and be like, Oh damn it. It's April fools. I got to be on high alert or something like that. And there's enough weird people out there that think that that stuff is funny to play on other, other adults. Uh, but thankfully we do have the internet to help us out in some situations. So Again, just a PSA for, for uh, no, no adult on adult, April Fool's jokes, pranks, leave it for the kids, do everybody a favor, just enjoy that we're in April and we're closer to summer and enjoy the weather and that type of thing. So just, just be better. Just be better. <laughs> I like it. That's all I got. <laughs> I thought yeah. about playing one on you guys, I really, but I was like, no, I'm doing the opposite of that. I'm <laughs> saying don't do those things. I had three different ideas. We can talk about them later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like that. I like that. And, um, uh, you know, and I feel like the internet has told everyone enough, like, 
don't do the pregnancy things that doesn't make anybody happy like that does not make anybody no, like no exactly all it does is piss people off nobody like, likes they're that not stuff. funny like nobody likes that stuff you're yeah. the only one laughing and then you're a jackass for the rest of the rest of the week because nobody likes you because of what she said yes so there yeah. you go <laughs> um guys i gotta get this off my chest um coronavirus isn't gone like it's not oh. over and I know Chris just talked about this a little bit, but like I, and, and I'm not trying to step on his toes or anything, but this will be quick. I just, I saw a lot of people in Santa Monica, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes from where I live. And it looked like 2019. Ugh. Cause the weather has been insane. It has been like, it's been like damn near 90 degrees for like the last like four days. And like it, and everyone is still going there for spring break. And I didn't think about it. I thought like spring break was just like done. I thought that like it would just be a little bit, not too much, but no, 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 no. Flights are on the rise. Like my in-laws are here. They said that their flight from Boston, LA was insanely packed. And like, this is somebody who came in October when our kid was born and there was no one on her flight. And she said the flight was like completely packed, like people on the wings trying to get to LA and then you see all the stuff going on in Florida and in Texas and all these places and it looks like this doesn't exist and COVID cases are on the rise and I I am starting to get worried just like Chris said because I'm like it's not over like I know everyone's getting vaccinated and I know it like makes and it makes you feel good that people are getting vaccinated and it makes it feel like things are safer but like we still got to kind of chill. And after you get vaccinated, you know, you're not like cured. You got to like, <laughs> you got to wait weeks, you know, after mm-hmm. you get that second dose or after you get the one dose of the Johnson Johnson, you got to wait a few weeks and then you'll be good. But like this whole thing isn't over, man. And like, it's worrying me that people are kind of uh, false starting, jumping the gun here on this whole thing. And it's freaking me out. Yeah. I think like a major piece that like, he, I don't know if people like choose to not acknowledge it or like d- legitimately don't know it, but like when you get a vaccine, it like, it helps you deal with the symptoms if you get like the germs from that virus, right? Because like how many mm-hmm. times have you gotten a flu shot, but like you still get the flu, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. L- like- so like getting the vaccine doesn't mean like you're impervious to this whole thing and like nothing, like it can't just like, there's a bubble and like, no, doesn't matter. Like this can't, it can't touch me anymore. Cause like, I think about that as a parent, like I got the vaccine and that's cool, but like my daughter doesn't have it. And so I could still breathe that shit in and then see her at home and then breathe it onto her. Yeah. It's troublesome. And I wonder if we're to blame because we got really excited when Biden came yeah. out and said all that stuff and i think we just like everybody else were like hey life is getting back to normal but like it's not we're not there yet yeah like may 1st here we go we're ready (laughs) we're ready but yeah it's it's weeks afterwards it's weeks after the second one or if you just get the first one and then just like you were saying chris even hanging around if you haven't got the vaccine and hanging around people that have that doesn't protect you at all in fact, it could be at more risk because they have no idea that they'd be carrying it right, and you right. can get it just as easily. So hang on a little bit longer. I know it's hard with the weather getting warmer. Trust me. I know it. I feel it, but close, but no, not quite yet. 
not yeah. quite yet. So that's, but that's scary to see that stuff on TV. It is people everywhere. It's, it's insane. Yeah. But so it's like, I hate to be the, cause we were, I mean, honestly, go back to the three episodes ago, we were as yeah. excited as anybody. And now it's like, <laughs> all of a sudden you hear a couple of these stories and you're just like, crap, man, this is, mm-hmm. we jumped the gun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everyone sure. stay safe out there. Stay safe. <laughs> All right, well, I had to get that off my chest. And now, guys, let's get into the untitled segment that I have died. I've, I've been waiting for since we basically, since we like started this podcast back up again. We watched a movie that everybody has seen, but us three haven't seen it. Die Hard. The classic. Some people call it a Christmas classic. We'll talk about that while doing this as well. But guys, Die Hard, the Bruce Willis classic. What are your like, what were the first things going through your head when you like started watching this movie? Yeah, the, I I love that we're doing this, and I it, I'm actually surprised that there are so many movies that the three of us haven't seen on that list of like <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen that. Like Goodfellas is one for me, and I get like shit for being an Italian and not seeing that. Our good friend Brendan over at the Legend Status Podcast gave me gave me so much hell for that for that one in particular. So go check out his podcast if you want to, but he's not very nice. Um, (laughs) Watching this movie, my first thought was, this is too long. This is just too long. Like I kept waiting for the storyline to like really bust open and get like some serious, oh, I didn't see that coming. I'm like, this could have been done with 30 less minutes. Um, But my other thought was like, that's right. This was made in the 80s. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of amazing swearing going on, like calling people dickheads and stuff. Like that's amazing. <laughs> so I love the somewhat comedy aspect of it, but just classic 80s violence and blood and a lot of guns. And I was like, okay, we don't see this stuff anymore. This is kind of interesting, but too long. Yeah, it was long, huh? Two, two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Long. That's lengthy. And the weird thing about it is like, it was that long, but like there were... I feel like major pieces of information that were just never given. (laughs) I know I kept thinking I missed something, but what doesn't help is the bad guys are speaking a different language the whole time. And I'm like, did I not hear that right? Or like, I feel like if that was in English that maybe this story would help develop a little bit quicker. I'm like, what are they moving? I don't know what that is. And they look the same. So it's (laughs) right. (laughs) There are literal twins and the other guys look the same. They talk the same. And you're just like, I don't, it was because the thing is two hours and 12 minutes isn't that long but it's really long for you not to tell us what's going on (laughs) because after the movie i'm watching the movie and i'm just like wait why is he doing this still like why do they care i I, like i just forgot what the movie was about i'm like watching him beat up these guys and shoot up these guys and everything but i like forgot what what was happening like the safe was yeah. a big deal, but like, I have no idea what was in the safe. I have no <laughs> idea what was going on with the safe. I just know that guy was like, he got paid a, a, hopefully a lot of money to be throughout that entire movie, sitting in a chair, doing nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like I, uh, I, I, I left that movie feeling like I never was given real information on why the Takati company was like, so, so desirable from the start. Like we, we, we walked past some models um, that looked like important shit, but I don't really know what that company. Oh, you like, this is about bridges. You like architecture, huh? Yeah. No, this isn't. And I'm like, well, great. 
But what well, is it? We don't know. Tell us why. Tell yeah, us why. So, so they like, they just drop us in this like Christmas party where everybody's celebrating a big win that they never tell us about. I don't know what really happened there. Um, and then, yeah, like the terrorists. I don't know anything about them either, other than they wanted that money that we had no background information on. Um, that was kind of like the, the, the main thing. And we can certainly dive deeper, but just on the whole, like, there was a plot there. There certainly was, but like, I think in the, how long has it been now? Like 20, 30 years since that movie throw over 30 years. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I'm not a math magician, but um, it's uh, we've gotten better at plot development and storytelling since then. Yes. Significantly, significantly. Cause yeah, it was like there were different writers writing each pieces of the script and like, <laughs> Oh, we gotta try to find a way to make this all, work cohesively together it's fine they'll, they'll make sense of it we'll just make the movie really long and they'll questions will be answered at some point but also like like they're like these these two people, scenes don't connect so like oh yeah. we'll just have them shoot each other from this scene to the next scene yeah and we'll just have like go down to the boiler room and take a chainsaw and like the other guy's speaking another language and he doesn't know what you're doing he's cutting wires but he's just chainsawing across and then we'll go to the next scene it'll be fine that didn't make any sense like the guy was like <laughs> They're like, they're like both from the same country, right? right. So like, like nine, nine, nine. He's just like, ah. I'm like, wait, but no, obviously yeah. wait, in an order. That's why he... this guy's here. But then I was like, what did that even do though? Right. They didn't spent take time on that scene. Like something significant was happening. It Nothing was like, it just happened. took the phone lines. It took the just phone. The, <laughs> the phones went out. That was just to get the phones to go out. Like he was like trying to, you know, it, like it was a bomb. Or something like that. And he has to do, oh, which wire is it? Is it the red or the white? And the guy's like, no, this is for a phone line, you idiot. <laughs> like the chainsaw to all of these things. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Strange. Also, do people really hook up at Christmas at Christmas parties for companies? If you do, don't do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> like you work with these people. I don't care if you work in different departments. Don't do that. Like if that was an 80s thing, fine. But I saw that. I'm like, man, I hope that doesn't actually happen anymore because that's yeah. weird. HR is a little more involved in the Christmas party yeah. now. <laughs> it's it's funny. The thing is, it's funny you mentioned that. That's the reason why there's like less Christmas parties. <laughs> Jeez. Because that's the reason why there's less Christmas parties is because people would be doing the weird things at Yikes. the company Christmas party. Yikes. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think when you saw Carl Winslow? Because I lost my mind. <laughs> I lost my mind when I saw Carl Winslow. I had no idea he was in this movie. I had no idea. I didn't either. But no, like, no clue, no what? clue. And I was like, oh, please play a major role. Once I saw him in the in the convenience store getting the cakes Dude. and whatever, I'm like, please be in this movie a lot more than just this. Yeah, I. Reginald Vell Johnson, right, is his name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. No, maybe no better cop. To, to, it made no better person to play a cop in TV or movie history than Reginald Vell Johnson. It's it's true. And was he cast type? Maybe. But like Lieutenant Carl Winslow is one of Chicago's finest. He finds himself in Los Angeles doing his job, <laughs> might I add, and getting so much damn disrespect throughout the whole movie. And he's the one that saves the day in the end. He saves yeah. the damn day at the very end of the movie. And it's just like, that's what I'm talking about, Carl. Take your badge, get back to Chicago, do your thing. You did your thing. You did your thing. Carl, um, Carl, the, the entrance of Carl was magnificent on, on a few levels, right? Because <laughs> it gave us the uh, welcome to the party, pal, 
line from Bruce Willis after he threw the dead body onto the cop car. Yeah. Um, But then he also like, he was the cop that brought the rest of the cops in. And then that like Dick teacher from the breakfast club. (laughs) He's like, just like a Dick in every movie apparently (laughs) was like the dumbest person that could possibly be in charge of any police situation. And Carl's like giving him real information. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's what you think. And then he made all the wrong decisions um that made me so that guy made me so mad and i I didn't know he i don't know who he is but every movie he's been in he's been a real big jerk <laughs> he's basically played that same guy in yeah. all 800 movies that he's in yeah right. i was waiting for him to send people to detention that that's what i was waiting for <laughs> you want another one another one but yeah the carl winslow thing just blew me up blew me away but like i looked this up so apparently this was before Family Matters started. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. in like, this was before Family Matters started and the guy who created Family Matters got an early screener of Die Hard and was like, that's the guy I want to play in my show. Wow. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the guy I want to play cops. So before Die Hard even came out, he was already like, he already booked uh, Family Matters because of what he saw on the screen. Wow, that's great. Lieutenant yeah. Carl Winslow, he knew it right from the start. It was like, that's that's my guy. That's yeah. Carl. You should have called was... him Roy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, he's. I'm calling him Roy. <laughs> like, Roy, he could be one of them. What are you talking about? Because he's just, just, just so trust good. Me, <laughs> he's so good. And it makes so me wish good. and it makes me wish there was like a um a dramatic family matters like a movie. Like uh they somehow made Steve Urkel like a like Bruce Willis. Like if Bruce Willis was Steve Urkel <laughs> and we got Die Hard with Carl and Steve they and the whole cast of Family Matters. It would have been amazing. You're right. Like the edgiest they ever got in that show was like Eddie joined the dragon gang for like an episode. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And they like spray yeah. painted, Aunt, is it Aunt Rachel? They spray painted like her diner and then oh, Carl the had to come in. He got called to it. Right. I can't believe I have this amount of callback on Family Matters. <laughs> really, <good. laughs> I didn't think we can recall that. We, we can recall an, a, 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 an episode from Family Matters to its finest detail, but neither of us have seen Die Hard until 2021. <laughs> it's incredible. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God. What else about this movie got you guys going? Because there's a lot for me, but. Go ahead, Dan. Um, the Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman, rest in peace, Alan Rickman, uh, Alan Rickman is like one of the best villains ever. Just like that's his jam. Just like Carl is meant to play a police officer, Alan Rickman. And I'm not talking about Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about every other movie he's been in. He's an amazing villain. And it was just nice to put the face to some of these clo- these quotes Chris, you mentioned the welcome to the party pal one. Like, I know all these quotes, but I'm like, I think that's from Die Hard. Like, shoot the glass. I love that. Now I'm like, oh, that's what it's from. (laughs) And that's my guy Hans telling him to shoot the glass. So I thought he was, you know, again, he's one of those cast type of guys where he was put in that position a lot, but he's actually good at it, opposed to the dickhead from the breakfast club that plays that same role every time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, he was good. He, I mean... 
the point of that role is to make people hate you. And like, I, I hated him almost. I hated him the minute he walked off of that, walked out of the back of that truck into the loading dock Yeah, with like all the guys Ooh, surrounding a, him and he had that look yeah. on his face. He like, looked like he was coming down to, with his stable for a WWE match. Like they got the smoke in the background and the lights. And I'm like, steel cage match is coming up right now. And he's got <laughs> his boys. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too critical, but like Bruce Willis's knowledge of that building <laughs> was unbelievable. <laughs> and um, I, I always knew there was a scene where he's crawling through the vent, right? The ducks. Yeah. It's in like 800 commercials. Oh, he's in a, he's in a diehard battery commercial now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always knew that was from the movie, but never, obviously, as we've said, never seen the movie. Um, but when, when he got himself into that was when I almost kind of eye rolled and said, okay, how is this possible? How does this guy know every inch of this building that he's never been to because he just flew here from New York? Mm-hmm. Um, pr- pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff. It was because this is a guy who I, I doubt you guys got this joke because like you don't live here in Los Angeles, but like the very beginning of the movie, he says to his ex-wife or still wife, I didn't really want clear on that. Separated, yeah. separated wife um, that he was staying in Pomona. Yeah. <laughs> And she was like, what? You're going to be in your car for six hours. What are you talking about? And so that that just shows you he'd never been there before. Because Pomona, no, you're not. If if a friend says that they're like, oh, yeah, I live in L.A. Where? Oh, Pomona. They don't live. (laughs) Pomona's like on the way to Vegas. You both have been to Vegas. It's like out there. Like in the places where, you know, you guys are using the Pittsburgh accent, saying all the weird names on the way to Las Vegas. (laughs) Pomona's one of the ones you pass going out past ranch, going past Rancho and all of that. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm with you with the building because that was like you. He's never even been here before. Yeah. yeah, but he's also like dumb enough to fall for like running into, and I think he's dumb enough to fall for Hans being Bill Bill Clay for a while there. And I know he gave him the gun without the bullet. So I'm like, did he know it the whole time? Because I feel like you probably would have tr- treated the situation a little bit differently than like, I'm going to lead this guy on for a little mm-hmm. while and then we'll figure it out. I'm sure none of his goons will come up after him. It's like, oh, yeah, here, Bill. Yeah, you're, you're, you're with me. Let's go. It seemed like he was dumb and then maybe he realized, maybe I better protect myself. But he knew the ins and outs of especially floors 29 through 32 of that building just amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. I th- That part was, um, I mean, that was kind of like one of the, more suspenseful parts in the movie, right? Was when he handed him the gun, but then the gun mm-hmm. didn't have bullets. And so then the tables turned, but that made me think like, no, he, he knew all along, but that doesn't mean he's smart. That means right. he's actually stupid. Cause if you see like the mastermind, take him down right then, right there. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Cause he, he would have nothing to gain by like befriending the guy. It wouldn't have made any sense. No, yeah. it wouldn't have made any sense at all. So I didn't get that. Bruce. And you know what? That guy that was snorting coke. He deserved to die. Yeah. I'm so glad he got shot. Yeah. I just yeah. wish we would have shown it because we just heard it over the radio. They show everybody else dying except for that guy. I'm like, that's what we want. Come on. Yeah. 
because <laughs> he was just so annoying and so worthless to everything. Like, because we could have figured we could have figured this out a different way. Like that, you know, what his real name was and all that stuff. Like we didn't need that guy to be around. Like, right. I thought they would do more with the with his wife. Like I thought they were gonna like hold her hostage for like most of the movie because it was like it's it's right there. You know what I mean? But like she was just helping out a pregnant lady. Like why that was like part of the thing? And she was actually like every time they went to her, she's like holding this lady who's having a baby. I'm like who is this lady? I'm why are we doing this? I want to negotiate a couch. I want to negotiate a couch. That is a what? great point. That had didn't have any like no backup relevance. plan or anything. Nothing. It's just like that's it. I like this lady needs a couch and you're like what okay why she are that, we talking about this she had that much confidence in her estranged husband that he was like gonna take care of it and she's like oh okay. she needs her back sore so she needs a couch yeah problem, that really problem number one's taken care of so let's move on to problem number two <laughs> yeah. this lady needs a couch and, then, and you're right she was like taken hostage until like the very end yeah and then that scene where they're face to face with Sean McClain and he, you know, he's got the the gun taped to his back and the way he kind of gets out of it is he just like laughs for an awkward amount of time, <laughs> like at least 15 seconds. It was like, what did you say? I'm like, can we, can we go? <laughs> can we do these two hours and 12 minutes, everybody? <laughs> like be a little quicker. Ha ha. Gotcha. Like, come on. That one could have been sped up. It was just a little too weird. Yeah. yeah. And and then um, like th- there was no like he just left at the end. That's it. There was like I was expecting like in almost any action movie where somebody gets injured, like part of the end of the movie is like the, after it's all said and done, the guy sitting in the ambulance getting treated and like he talks to the woman he loves, right? Yeah. And that's how we send yeah. it off in a happy way. No, they just yeah. get in the limo with Argyle and Argyle drives through like all the debris right he's got me he's got shards of glass in all of his feet that he's been walking on his bare feet and he's just like walking out of there carrying his ex his his, his strange wife or whatever and yeah they just yeah get into the limo (laughs) like wait a minute going home right here it's christmas gotta go home dude shouts to argyle because like yeah they obviously wanted Eddie Murphy to play Argyle, <laughs> but like couldn't get him and then couldn't get someone else. And they were like, you know what? This is the guy. This is the guy. Do your best Eddie Murphy impression. Because mm-hmm, sure. it's so obvious. That's what they're trying to go for there. And like, it never really, it never really lands. No. It just is like, what he's trying to do just is never really funny to me. I don't know. Like, I, but even his part was just stupid. Like, I wish they would have, like, he just sat there the whole time. Could have done more. Yeah, do more. Yeah, give us more of Something. that. Yeah, like, I really thought his, like, crescendo in the movie was going to be bigger. A little grander. Than like, than, like, hitting the other, like, the nerdy dude's van. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I mean... I don't know why people are so enamored with this movie. It's a good movie. I think it was just, yeah, it was, it was long. But, like, watching it makes me appreciate movies like Rush Hour, where you're getting comedy, you're getting action. Now, that's a little way that's a, way more comedy, right, than the action. But I'd much rather watch Rush Hour than Die Hard. And I, what, there's a couple of these. I hope we don't have to put ourselves through that. There's, like, like two or I'm three. I'm not, no. More? No. 
right? They they There's like four of them. Right. I kept I kept waiting for this all took place which is I guess somewhat realistic because you don't get that in movies a lot, right? Where it all takes place in almost real time. You know, it was all that night really. It was all it never went to another day, never went to another location. Literally it's all in this building. And that can get a little stale. That gets a little bit boring to me. I'm like, are we going to change this up a little bit here? I'm, like, I know this building by the back of my hand by now, you know, this happening in this real time. But I don't know how they, and I don't want to find out. I'm sure the other movies are fine, but they did at least two or three more of these things. It's just like, oof, how often can you do the same, this type of storyline? Cop movies. Cop movies are done, man. <laughs> Not a good time for cop movies anyways, but no. like, <laughs> They're 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 done. They can't do those anymore. Yeah, I it, it just I, all I could think about was uh, same thing like you said like Rush Hour, and I just thought about like I love action movies, I do. So I was like cool with watching this, and like everyone talks about it, but I'm like this this wasn't great. And no. I guess and here's a big problem: I don't find like Russian terrorists to be scary. <laughs> Like, I, I think I miss that, like, whole thing. Because, like, you know, that's like a USSR, like, 1970s. It's the same reason I don't like the Miracle yeah. on Ice. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I'm like, I, I don't get it. But, like, I just don't find them to be scary. Like, they're really pretty. And, like, <laughs> that's true. they're long hair. And, like, I don't know. They're always well-dressed. Like, I don't find them to be menacing or anything. I'm just, like, I, I don't get it. I, I just, I, I miss the whole like Russian mobster, Russian terrorist situation. And it just always just goes over my head when I watch movies that have that as a plot. That's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm on, uh, I'm on Argyle's IMDB page right now. <laughs> nice. Let's go. Devereaux White. Uh, honestly, like in terms of the big movies he's been in, like that was the last big one he's been in. Right. He was in the Blues Brothers. In okay. 1980, another okay. big one. He <laughs> played Young Guitar Thief. <laughs> so, Ooh, I remember I don't, that. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, I would say like. So I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of watching anything that stresses me out. So like <laughs> horror or action, I, like I just don't, I, I I don't choose to watch those types of movies. Um, so I didn't like this, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I, I'm sure the reason that it's so popular is because for its time, it was like the best action movie people had ever seen. I, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 That's probably a fair point. And unfortunately it gets taken advantage of, no, it, it, it takes advantage of the time of year that it's was put out, that it's based around this whole Christmas thing. So before we wrap up this movie and any other thoughts we have, yeah, did that change your mind at all now that you actually know like the very subtle undertones of a Christmas party and this happening on Christmas Eve? Is it Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. No one's watching. Who Are you sitting down watching this on Christmas? <laughs> There's nothing about this movie that makes me say, I want to watch this on Christmas. I understand that it happened during Christmas. I get it. But like, that goes out the window in like 10 minutes. When the murder count is over one, you're automatically <laughs> disqualified for being a Christmas movie. And like you said, that happens relatively quickly in this film. So no, absolutely not. The, uh, the, the Christmas theme underneath it was so subtle anyways that 
no, too much blood, too much death. Doesn't really tie in with that holiday, but nice try everybody. <laughs> so I I've always heard this argument, right. That like it is or isn't a Christmas movie. So I've heard so many people say it's definitely not a Christmas movie that I was expecting it to like have no references to Christmas at all. It just happened to take place at that time. And because of going into it that way, I was actually surprised at how many Christmas themes or references there were in the movie, like sending the dead guy back down the elevator with ho, ho, ho on his shirt and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that was the funniest scene in the movie, by the way. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Like, I have a machine gun now or whatever. Yeah. That, that hysterical. I want that shirt. Like, yeah. that's funny. Um, so, like, from that perspective, I actually thought, like, yeah, I-, I would call this a Christmas movie. And then, honestly, on the drive back today to the house with my wife, we were talking about it because I-, I watched it with Katie. And she brought up the good point of, like, but you wouldn't choose to watch it over Christmas. And I think like you guys both said that that's probably the deciding factor on whether or not you call it a Christmas movie. Like, would you want to watch it over Christmas (laughs) makes total sense. And Mm -hmm. no, I would not. I would not. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a Christmas movie. So we all agree. We all agree. Even after watching it, finally (laughs) watching it all these years later, we well, still I, I have one last final thought and I wrote this down to make sure I didn't forget it. Um, die Hard should not be called Die Hard. It should have been called Bloody Foot because <laughs> the Bloody Foot is the character. It takes over the last 45 minutes of this movie. It does. Like he, the, the, his Bloody Foot is literally the star of the show for the last 45 minutes. I was just like, it, it made me uncomfortable. It made me like, I, I was just, I was like, what is wrong with his foot? And then he would just, like, he's walking around barefoot the whole time. And it was making, that made me more uncomfortable than the Russian terrorists, than like anything going on. <laughs> right, like right. anything was like his foot. Cause like stepping on glass sucks. <laughs> and all I could think about was his foot. And it really becomes the, like the star of the show. So yeah, I call and- Die Hard bloody foot. It is. And I love, I love that. It is bloody foot. And he's walking around all that glass, like you said. And then when he's trying to get off of the roof before it blows and he's tied up to the, the fire hose or whatever, and he's trying to break through that glass. I'm like, Oh no, dude, that, you kiss your foot. Goodbye. Like you got flabby skin for the rest. Like that's you're losing pieces of your foot at that point, And you're not getting back up. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that dude's already a bloody mess. And he's trying to break through that window. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so, John. Yeah. I'm saying somebody should have proactively provided medical attention at the end of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, ble- God, the bloody foot. Who wants to watch that on Christmas? No. Because like the Christmas movies, a lot of Christmas movies have like dark undertones. Like even Home Alone is like a dark movie if you think about it. Sure. No one dies though. There's no bloody foot. There's no bloody right. shoe. We never see any blood from the sticky bandits or the wet bandits. We don't see any blood, even though they go through a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like funny. Right. So like, who's, wa- who's watching that bloody foot? Like, and if somebody tells me they are, I'm going to send you a bloody, I'm going to send you a picture of a bloody foot for Christmas and see how you enjoy it. <laughs> that is a great point because in Home Alone, the one dude both steps on a nail 
and steps yeah. on ornaments, but they never show his foot bleeding. Nothing. That's true. That's true. You know what? I, Didi, I've got your, uh, your Christmas card for next year. You're standing in front of that old red beat up wagon. You got your leg crossed. You just got blood dripping off the foot right there with your ho, ho, ho shirt. That's it. That's your Christmas card for next year. <laughs> All of your favorite things. <laughs> Damn it. Is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Oh, God. Oh. Well, Die Hard was the first in our series of you haven't seen that or everybody's seen that movie, whatever we're going to call it. I don't know. If you guys have any ideas about what we should do next, let us know at Brunch Breakdown on all the social media platforms. Let us know because there's a lot of movies we haven't seen. So think of a movie yeah. that everybody's seen. We probably haven't seen it, or at least two of the three of us haven't yeah. seen it. So um, <laughs> we're, finding, we're finding this out. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our next thing here, Brunch Court. Uh, Dan... Chris, grab your gavels. Let's get it started. It's brunch court. What's in there, Dan? What are we talking about today? Oh, boy. We've got some very, very interesting ones here today, gentlemen. And I'm going to kind of pair these two together because they're both the, – the first ones are from our friends uh, at Pepsi and the PepsiCo company. And the first little thing that they announced this past week was Pepsi and Peeps are celebrating spring with a new marshmallow-flavored Pepsi Cola. And it's a bright yellow can, yes, flavored with marshmallow. It's in the 7.5-ounce can, so thankfully it's a small can because you go into shock probably with the amount of sugar that's in this thing. Um, seeing it, if you're watching us now on uh, YouTube, Facebook, you're, you're getting the image of it now on your screen. Uh, the one thing that I want to note is that these are not going to be for sale. Luckily, this is <laughs> just for a contest. You can win them. They're going to give away a bunch of them. They're not going to put them out for sale, but gentlemen, first of our two Pepsi items in brunch court today, the Pepsi peeps, marshmallow flavored cola thoughts. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's all I can think of. I hate peeps so much, man. I I just no. They're gross. These cans look good though, I will say. The if Pepsi the were just like, we're too. gonna have yeah. Easter packaging or Easter cans look like this. I'm down with the blue, pink, and yellow cans. I think that looks nice. But like, mm, I don't want nothing to taste like peeps. Not well, Pepsi, not mm. nothing. Dan, I know that you're um a fan of some of the craft brews that have marshmallow in them. So, like, do you see potential in this? No, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I do. Like, I, I tried to. I tried to think about this and go because we did. We did Coke, coffee with Coke or Coke with coffee last week, right on brunch court. I think we all kind of had the thought that though these flavors might taste good, there's just certain times of the day you shouldn't drink it, et cetera, et cetera. And shouts to a, a good friend of the program, Megan. She's had Coke with coffee and says it's delightful and the vanilla flavor is amazing. And she's got six of them in her fridge right now. So thank you for the research and the follow-up on that, Megan. But for this, no, I don't think so. I, I'm with you, Didi, that peeps are disgusting anyways. And marshmallow-flavored things can be great. They can be wonderful. But there's just so much sweetness 
in Pepsi to begin with. I can't tell you the last time I had a Pepsi, but I think that's why they have to make these in small cans because the <laughs> amount of sugar is just way too sweet. I don't see how carbonation in the sweetness from the Pepsi can go well with marshmallow. I'm, I'm a little doubtful. I'm with you. I don't like either of these things, so I can't imagine <laughs> unless it's like a negative times a negative equals a positive. I don't see how I would like this at all. I'm really interested since you just brought it up, Dan, to know how many grams of sugar are in this bad boy. But I think it's probably best for all of us if we don't look that up. No, um, I'm ready to, to rule yeah, I am too. against this. Uh, just ter- terrible idea. Yep. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. That's all three of us. Really Pepsi. guilty on this, baby. I think. Would you be Would you be ballsy enough to try it, like yeah. just to try it for for research? I'd try it. Yeah. If someone I, had it, I would take. I would take a couple sips for sure. Because even to your point, Chris, there are. I had a marshmallow beer this past weekend. It was marshmallow and mango, and I didn't know if it was going to work. And it was wonderful. Because those those just don't seem like ones that'll work. I had another one that was marshmallow and cherry. Okay, see that work. It was wonderful. Maybe we'll uh, we'll enter the contest and we'll spread these around. I doubt we'll win, but especially after we just blasted it <laughs> across the airwaves here. Um, but first of the Pepsi ones, Marshmallow Peeps, rolling guilty, guilty as charged. Hey, man, we could be wrong because we're finding out yeah. this coffee and Coke thing. Like I've got hit up by like four people. Really? On different various, on different social media platforms, all telling me that it was good. Okay. Hey, so, we're willing to try any of it. Send it our way, you know, for free. We please. might be wrong about the coffee and Coke thing. We might be wrong about this, but you know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, send us some free product. We'll talk about it. I'm we willing to follow it. up on any of these things. If we get this product, we'll do it live for crying out loud. <laughs> Seriously. And, and we'll do it. Uh, the next one will be much easier to find because it's going to be released nationwide just in time for spring and summer. This is another Pepsi f- flavor combination, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Pepsi Mango. That's right, Pepsi Mango. Now we've had Cherry Coke and Cherry Pepsi and vanilla and other flavors. You're seeing it on your screens. This is 100% a real thing. <laughs> Everybody loves mango. Didi, we talked about it in Bruise Day. You know, mango and pineapple and mango is a great flavor, especially for summer season and things like that. What do you think about Pepsi with mango? Listen, cherry Pepsi is better than cherry Coke. I like cherry Pepsi a lot. Somehow they made that work really, really well. I trust this. I think they could make this happen. Oh, I think this could work. That's interesting. You're basing it off of their ability to be better at the cherry flavor. Yes. For cherry Pepsi. Hmm. I didn't think about that. <clears throat> Yes. I'm just uh, I'm a little I'm a little pissed at this one. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> okay, anger. anger. Okay, let's go, John McClain. Give it to us, baby. <laughs> like, how dare Pepsi put on this ad the perfect match? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. That's an aggressive tagline for something like this. <laughs> it's a little much. It's a little, a little much for me. Um. I can't, I can't even begin to imagine what this tastes like. Like I, 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 I really don't think I have any concept of what 
mango Pepsi would taste like. I I like mangoes. I think they're delicious. Um, and like I've gotten those. You ever gotten those mango slices that are like kind of lightly sugared? They're almost like kind of like like little almost like candy snacks, yeah. but they're mm-hmm. they're actual mango slices, and those taste great. Um, so this would be mango and sugar, but like with a cola. I mean, I guess, I guess it, it probably works for, for people who are really into that. Um, but I just can't get past them. Like just like insulting our intelligence by calling this a perfect <laughs> match. That that's really a great point because you think when you, when you see something like that, that's when the perfect match and you're like, oh yeah, Pepsi and mango, of course. <laughs> right. I haven't had this yet. I, I can't. Like, duh, of course it's a perfect match. <laughs> I'm with you though. It's weird because of like the dark flavor, you know, Pepsi's dark. Like I can't even compare this to an alcoholic beverage. You're not like, you're not getting uh, like a Coke in some sort of mango flavored Jack or something like that. We're like, oh, well, I've had that before. This will be kind of close. It's just, I don't, I don't know. The lightness and tartness from the mango to go with the, sweetness from the pepsi i don't know we could be wrong this is another one where we could be wrong they've clearly tested this people clearly like it that they're releasing it nationwide so part of me is like maybe it's okay they have a zero sugar option i'd probably grab that first but again willing to try this but i've got some super super doubts it Hmm? i don't know about mango i feel like there were some other flavors we could have tried first beside mango but who knows well, I'm ready to roll, and I'm rolling in favor, guys. Oh, this is okay. the perfect match to me. Wow! And I think this is going to taste really good with alcohol. I want to taste this out because that's really the only time I ever drink pop anymore. Really, is if yeah. I'm mixing it with something, and um, and even that's not even that much anymore. But like, it's Pepsi Mango. Fine, maybe, maybe that tastes good with vodka. You know, you never know what the flavors are going to taste like. I'm willing to try because of cherry Pepsi is wild. Cherry Pepsi is so good to me, like mm-hmm. so good to me. And man, like that's really the only pop that I like actually miss. So I'm going with this and I, I rule in favor of mango Pepsi. I, I can't wait to try this thing. So when's wow. this coming out? I'm ready. Spring. It should be okay. soon. I'm ready. It should be soon. Um, yeah, you mentioned mixing it with like a vodka, maybe a uh, pineapple vodka for you there, and you get your two flavor combos. See? Okay. Okay. I I got to rule against this. I I don't. I I just can't picture it working. And maybe it would be like lighter. Like I don't see Pepsi as a light drink. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> it would take me a while to finish a can of Pepsi, and maybe the mango would kind of lighten it up. But willing to try it, probably better with alcohol. And I think I may have just created something with the, with the pineapple. <laughs> so yep. makes me lean a little bit more towards, but no, I'm still, I'm going to rule against. I just, I don't know. This could be ruining a good, a good thing. I feel like uh, Jim Carrey in Liar Liar when he can't lie. So he requests uh, continuance. Yes. And I think that I'm adding that to our list of options for Brech Court because wow. I don't feel like wow. I want to rule against it because Didi made some compelling arguments. Um, I'm also still pissed about this advertisement. Um, 
So I, I'm going to request a continuance. I'm going to request okay. a continuance and I'm willing to try it. And then whenever that happens, I will update you. That's fair. That's okay. fair. Um, I do have an update. It was released this past week. Oh, I'm sure it's okay. going to take a while to get out nationwide, uh, especially all the retailers, but certainly keep your eyes out for this very soon. So there you go. Pepsi Mango. Try it and let us know at Brunch Breakdown. All right. The last one we have here, gentlemen, is rather interesting. New mystery flavor Twizzlers. No. <laughs> Guilty. Put him in jail. I'm done. I don't even care. No, I'm done. Mystery flavor Twizzlers. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can see the photo up uh, on the video right now. And for those of you uh, just listening, it's a picture of the box. It's a, a box and a bag of Twizzlers. They look to be a dark purple brownish color to really probably throw you off the scent. It says mystery. We've seen Oreo do this before. Really great job at it. Naturally, other companies have done it as well. Uh, this is hitting shelves this spring. So within the next couple of weeks, the mystery Twizzlers. <laughs> we know what Didi thinks. Chris, what are your initial thoughts? <laughs> I have been fooled by mystery flavors one too many times <laughs> in my life. They started doing these mystery flavors when we were kids. And sometimes it was cool, but more often than not, it wasn't funny. And then Jelly Belly got way too confident. And they were like, yeah, we're just going to give you jelly beans that like some of them actually taste like ass. Yeah. And from that point on, no, no, no. I'm done with mystery flavors. I, uh, I'm with Didi. I'm ruling against this. I, this is one that I, I, I say I'll try most things. I will not try this. Um, and then if, if, if a friend tries it and tells me it's good, I will still not try it because I will think that it's an April fool's joke. I'm not, I'm not eating this. Indeed. You're vehemently, vehemently, uh, vehemently against it. I'm against still, it. It's like, just... like, okay. So if someone on Easter Sunday says, Dan, happy Easter and hand you a bag full of black jelly beans. Oh, you diving in? No, no chance. No, you're not. And that's what that looks like to me. It just seems like you're just diving into a bag of black jelly beans. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Nope. I'm I'm in favor of this. I, oh, like I knew it. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I knew it. <laughs> you waited too long. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I am. I love the mystery flavor idea. Every time the Oreo does it or a company does it, you're right, Chris. Jelly Belly has really crossed the line of it. And they're basically admitting that they're giving you dirt ass socks flavored. You're taking a gamble. You're taking a gamble. This is a less of a gamble, but it's a fun gamble. And I love the idea of trying to come up with the flavor. I don't know if this is going to be a complex one. Um, I keep going back to the Oreo, but their first mystery flavor was like fruity pebbles. Like, obviously that's pretty difficult to figure out, but do they have, speaking of what we just coming off of, mango Twizzlers? This could be a mango twizzlers that we just don't know about um i hope it's not grape or something like that i'm not in twizzlers verse so i'm not sure if these ones exist they're just coming off the top of my head the things i haven't seen before but i i, I love it i love a good mystery flavor i love the idea of trying to not look at the color and tr just solely trying to envision the flavor because that obviously plays a role when you're thinking you're thinking it's something darker but it's 
Very clearly not. They're very clearly trying to throw you off the scent with the color here. So ruling in favor, Twizzlers mystery flavor. I can't wait to get it, and I'll, I'll ship you both a pack, and, and we'll try them, and you'll love it. Not looking forward to that. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Oh, man. Brunch court. Always fun. Always. Always, always fun. Not when we're talking about mystery Twizzlers, though. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into what we're listening to. And before we do that, uh, the big story in music was Little Nas X put out his uh, first single in a while called Call Me By Your Name. And a lot of stuff came with it. Uh, Satan Sneakers, a video where he is giving Satan a lap dance. And it is an incredibly shot video. The video is incredible. It is a wild video, which he knew. And it made a lot of people mad this week. I don't know what your Facebook feeds look like, but a lot of people were mad at Nike. A lot of people were mad at Little Nas X because, you know, he was supposed to make another Old Town Road. He wasn't supposed to make this, I guess. I don't know why people were mad. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about everything surrounding Little Nas X this week? Boy, it was, it was awkward. It was awkward. Uh, I'll say that to say the least, because you first hear the song and they've kind of teased it on commercials. I think yeah. the, right. The Super Bowl commercial. And we've heard that. I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait till that comes out. That sounds like it's good. And the song is good. I like the song, but then you dig in deeper and stuff comes out every day about this. Now, like you were saying, DD, and now there's the, whole issue with the video is very related to uh, an FKA twigs video. They use, they use the same choreographer, but it was shot in a very similar manner. There's some scenes that are nearly identical. That doesn't look good. He's kind of come forward and said he had no idea and respects the heck out of her work and everything seems to be good there. Nike is suing regarding the shoe because it's not a Nike, not actually a Nike shoe. You know, there's, it's supposed to have, an out, a drop of human blood in it, or at least look that way. Ugh, I like the song, but all this other stuff is making me cringe just a little too much. I, I <laughs> I've had no knowledge of anything you guys are talking about. Are you serious? And this, and this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like, if like, imagine if you if you had no idea any of this was going on, and all you got was like what dan just said (laughs) (laughs) like so there's a drop of blood in a shoe and nike suing yeah i i don't know i'm gonna have to read up on it i have none of this information well first watch the video first um yeah yeah that's right but yeah i just it's so funny when things like this happen because obviously this is art and Lil Nas X is, if he didn't go to art school, he's acting like an art school kid at this moment. Because all I could think of was like, this is what you see at the LA art show. You see weird stuff and people comparing certain things to certain things. And it made a lot of people mad, which, you know, is what sells certain things. It sucks when stuff takes away from like the, the actual song. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I yeah. like music. So like, yeah. you can only be so crazy if the music sucks. I'm not really into it, right. you know? So um that's things, but like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think everyone just kind of going a little over the top. The Satan stuff is interesting because that's made a lot of people mad. You've seen a lot of clips. There's a lot of clips out there of like preachers using it as, um, as fodder in their, uh, in their sermons and stuff like that. And 
he, and little Nas X has been really funny on Twitter about it. And he's been really good on Twitter about it. Cause he was just like, I'm gay. And everyone in church told me I was going to hell my whole life. So when right. I'm like, when I'm saying that, like, you know, I'm embracing Satan, it's because you guys told me that's where I'm going. So right. when it comes to that, it's like, man, you really are an art school kid. And this is, <laughs> this is you being, showing yourself like that. But yeah. That's perfectly said because yeah, like the, you understand and hear that message of the, the idea of the song and even the yeah. video and it makes a lot of sense and you can understand a lot of it to, to, to an extent, I think most people can, but then when you see it visually and then the shoes attached to it and it's just like, it's all turned up to almost a hunt it. It's like, yeah. Oh, already. Yeah. Just listen to the song over here. That's all. <laughs> it's, it's wild though. It's been a wild week for him. He's yes. in a constant trend everywhere. And I'm sure everywhere. we won't hear the end of this. No. And Chris, I love that you have no idea what's going on. Cause this is, has to be like, reaction. what is going on? What is happening? Yeah. It's a, a lot of weird details. It's amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's get into what we're listening to. First, uh, Call Me By Your Name. That's on the playlist for sure. So I'm going with Call Me By Your Name, Lil Nas X. I just, I love the song, you know. All the other stuff is, you know, the other stuff. Right. So. <laughs> I love it. All right, go for it, guys. Love it. Um, holy cow. Has this been an amazing week in yeah. music? Thank goodness. I was getting worried away that this year was going. We got a ton of albums. We got a ton of new stuff. Um, I could go on for days here, but I'm going to start with AJR, their new album, OK Orchestra. This might be their best collection of work in terms of an album. Honestly, from start to finish, every song, really, really impressive. They they dive in much deeper in lyrically than they ever have before. Um there are so many songs I could put on the playlist. I'm going to go with three o'clock things. Um, it uses kind of an old timey big band trumpet line. That's remixed a little bit with that classic AJR type of sound that uh, those three guys create themselves. And it's absolutely incredible. Uh, Ordinary ish people featuring the blue man group is amazing. World's smallest violin are, is another one off that album. So uh, you know, maybe put a couple of those on, but AJR, that new album, OK Orchestra, is fantastic. God, that album's so good. Three O'Clock Things is incredible. I love mm -hmm. that song. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got to listen to that album this week too, and and I enjoyed it. I, I will say, like, between that and, the, and Justin Bieber's new album, one of the things I, they both had so many, and I know this just happens nowadays, but they both had so many pre-released yeah songs Singles. yeah um that like i don't know i just i i do miss that opportunity of like listening to an album the first time and not knowing what you're gonna get you know like i yeah I not knowing that. a third of it or a fourth of it or half of it yeah yeah but that doesn't take away from the album the album's really really good yeah i felt the same way when i was listening to it because it was like you're listening to it you're like wait like when did bang come out like in the summer yeah you know right. what i mean like yeah I mean, that no, song came out in the summer and it's the same way with justin bieber's album it's like holy came out forever ago right mm -hmm. you know what i mean and he's been releasing songs and so they so yeah i i hear you because i felt the same way when listening to these new songs and then all of a sudden a song you've like been listening to for months is on there too it's weird yeah um okay first one i have uh dan's not gonna like it and uh i apologize for that but 
I don't know how I missed this song because it's been out for a year. Um, Sam Hunt, his song Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s is oh, yeah. like hilarious. And I totally missed that song. And it was on the radio today on the way to get the, my vaccine. But like, listen to it. Dan, you may not like the musicianship, but like, it, it, it brings up a lot of good points <laughs> about how like, like if you didn't know what somebody you were dating, like if you called them and they didn't pick up in the nineties, you would think like, Oh, they're probably just busy. Mm -hmm. But today you call them, they don't pick up, but you see them tweeting or like <laughs> on TikTok or on Instagram, liking other people's posts. And you're like, Oh mm -hmm. shit. Like they just deliberately didn't pick up my phone call. It's, mm -hmm. It was interesting. I don't know. Again, I don't know how I missed the song, heard it today. And I was like, Sam Hunt is making some really good points. Let's put it on the playlist this week. Okay. I'll read the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's oh, all I'll, I need. <laughs> I'll read the lyrics. But yeah, that's a good song. Uh, I love that song. Um, 24K Golden, Love or Lust. Yeah, uh, dude. His album is super good, El Dorado. Suit. I love this kid. I don't, um, I really think, you know, it's hard to make these projections on people, but it's just like, he has this way for melody that just makes me feel like he's the next possibly Drake of this generation, possibly Nelly of this generation. Cause he just jumps in and out of the, of the genre. So effortlessly, it's like, he's got these songs on here where he's going like toe to toe with like the rappers. So all of a sudden he's like, love or lust is like an eighties, like Bruce Springsteen or or like Sting song, yeah. And it's just like, how do you get? How do you go from here to there? And it's just the influences on this album are just so good. And I just think he's super talented. So love or lust, and check out the whole album. Eldorado is so good, dude. You're absolutely right. That song is amazing. It's incredible how how diverse it is and what he can do. This kid's just getting started. Yeah, Breath Away and Yellow Lights are also really really good songs that I like off that album. But yeah. Incredible, incredible art from him. Um, Chris, you didn't do me any favors, but I'll do you a favor here. My girl, our girl, your girl, Beba Doobie. <laughs> Beba Doobie released a song Let's this go. past week, Last Day on Earth. And she just released her debut album a few months ago, right? This was just at the end of last year. She's got a new EP coming out this spring already. And I love that. I'm super excited. It is called our extended play. And what excites me even more is that it's produced and co-written by Matt, Matt e and George <laughs> of one of my favorite bands, the 1975. And if you know the 1975 and their, their sound, you can clearly hear the inspiration in this song last day on earth with this kind of this like dreamlike guitar. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Adorable. Right. Dude, this, this, this picture, y'all like it. you you click on downloads. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. like it lists, it can listen to a bunch of different ways. If I click on icons, like list them by icons, it starts with an underscore. So Beba Doobie is at the top of my downloads list every day, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Beautiful. Had to do That's it. amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> um, you can clearly hear that inspiration from the 1975. And I love that. And the way she put it is uh, last day on earth. So it, 
it was written on all the things that she would have done uh, had she known that we were going into lockdown and the world was going to change the way that it has. So very relatable in terms of the lyrics. And I love this. It's a little bit more you know, upbeat than some of her other stuff. But Last Day on Earth, Beba Doobie, you're going to love it. Let's go. Let's <laughs> like go. Beba Doobie, Last Day on Earth. She knew that Dee Dee was going to ask us that question about oh. if aliens were going to blow up the, the, the Earth. That's it. That's it. Full circle. Damn. That's, that's how, that's how really Beba good. Doobie does it. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, the band Magnolia Park, uh, I was listening to this past week. Not a band that I had listened to before. Uh, they have a very catchy song called Things Don't Have to Suck. And it's, uh, I mean, it's super catchy, but, but it's also a good message just about like, we all run into periods of time where you're dealing with something difficult, right? Something in your life maybe isn't going the way that you want it to, but like having that perspective to know things are going to come around. There's light at the end of the tunnel and it feels like that everything is awful right now, but things don't have to suck. Um, I liked it a lot. So we're going to put it on the playlist this week. Cool. Thanks. All right. And uh, my last one was you guys last week were talking about the Justin Bieber album and I kind of missed it because I was like coming off of surgery when that album came out. So I hadn't really got a chance to like dive into it. And so Unstable is like him and uh, Kid Leroy, who is just blowing up at this moment. And I just, I love that song. It sounds, I, I think that song is really good. And then Peaches is just, I mean, it's number one song in the country this week. It's just a freaking jam. Mm-hmm. Like Peaches is just like, it makes me mad that, you know, we were talked about at the beginning of this podcast about like, you know, coronavirus isn't over and like everyone needs to like chill out so we can have a summer. But like nothing says that more than like, I want to be outside with the people that like I enjoy listening to that song. Like that song just makes me, happy like yeah. it just i i love the chorus of that song i just it's just a really really freaking good song and just makes me think of being outside well speaking of that a uh, good segue into my final song is going to give you those same type of vibes from a group called peach tree rascals and they're uh again very new they just released their debut ep but you may have heard their single mariposa got pretty popular last year on TikTok, things like that. But this group of very eclectic friends got together and almost in the way that 24K Golden does, they cover multiple genres. And it's such a, you would just like think that you're playing on shuffle shuffle against multiple artists, you know, and you'd only maybe recognize the, the vocalists a little bit, but they're all over the place in such an amazing, incredible way. Uh, the song Change My Mind uh, has that upbeat, summary indie pop vibe uh and it's really it, it's incredible off this ep and they've got other songs on there they're like more acoustic-y love songs they're all over the place but in again like i said just such an incredible way they're super talented uh the first song off that ep ooze is really catchy too it's like got your backyard or your beach party vibes ready to go for summer so uh some of the songs are really short it's a rather short ep it's like 20 minutes or something like that definitely worth checking it out from Peachtree Rascals. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, peaches and cream last week. We got two peaches references this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you're if you're not drinking a peach flavored beer next week, I, 
We got to keep the streak going. Ooh, I got to make a note of that. And we're going to have peach Pepsi, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the there, next you one. there you go. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't have that. That would have been it. <laughs> that that would have been, been it. it. <laughs> um, last one for me real quick, because I'm feeling happy about getting this first dose of the vaccine. Pop champagne, Jim Jones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to celebrate. But also everybody, I really want you to listen to that song this week. Because that was like played at clubs. And it's a strange song. <laughs> like, listen to it. It's a strange song. I'll leave it there. Fair enough. Fair we will enough. break that down next week because I haven't listened to Pop Champagne in, I mean, years. Years. Okay. So I am That's what I'm here actually for. really excited. Amazing playlist. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this playlist is, is very good. <laughs> well, boys, any final thoughts? for today before we get out of here on the brunch breakdown just be safe <laughs> be safe don't play april fool's pranks and stock up on your mango pepsi before <laughs> Didi buys all of it <laughs> <laughs> and we're out of here for the brunch breakdown peace